0: BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet and today I've got with me Rose Wetzel. So Rose, for those that don't know who you are, you know, introduce who who, who is Rose.
1: Who is Rose? Wow, has that changed since I turned 40 and I've reflected on my life so much more. (laughs) I am an obstacle course racer. I'm a mom. I'm married. I have some friends I pay. No, Um, I am. uh, Yeah, I've been an American Ninja Warrior. I am a world traveler, thanks to Spartan having races around the world. And I am someone who loves people, who loves to get to know people, loves to connect with people. And um, I'm pumped to be on this Beesneth podcast.
0: Well, thank you for being here. Um, it was funny actually when Don emailed me and said, Hey, you know, Rose wants to come on the show. And I'm like, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you're one of the ones I've actually honestly wanted on the show since like the beginning, I think what five years into this. So, um, you, like I said, before we started recording, I've followed you for years. So I've met you a couple of times here, you know, in the Seattle races and then randomly, you know, after a workout in Ballard and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, followed because you were local you started you know local here to to us in seattle yeah that, correct yep yeah. and then you know you won american ninja warrior like you said you know ocr athlete you you know had a baby and came back which a lot of people you know think that is you know a, not an impossibility but a tougher thing to do
1: it's not um, easy i, I mean, there's enough. no sugarcoating. coating it's not easy
0: yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely not easy. And I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, it's, you, you've done a lot. I mean, it's, it's amazing to follow your career and see, you know, like an obstacle course race, you've had all these things thrown at you, but still, you just kind of keep going along and you, you keep, you know, in the what, world championships A mm, couple of weeks ago, you were in the top 10, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate all your kind words. And, and I will say, uh, I, I, I don't give up. I keep showing up. And there are a lot of us that do that.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, when it's it's challenging, when it's difficult, we we get gritty instead of saying, oh, this didn't go according to my plan, you know, my birth plan or my Mm -hmm. life plan. It's like, well, welcome to obstacle course racing where who knows what will happen to you in that day. And you need to be able to pivot and think through it all. So yes, I do think that obstacle course racing in some ways prepared me for for life and for life throwing all kinds of things at me
0: i i've heard that from a lot of people a lot of people that do it you know because like i've done it for years now and i mean i've gone from you know i was 310 i dropped down to 180 for a while now i'm I'm back up to about 220 but i feel more comfortable here than i did at 180 like 180 i was like "Mm, too skinny so i wanted to build the muscle back up but it was one of those things like it throws life throws obstacles at you and you just kind of step and keep going it's like you know like an like you said, a Spartan race, you're running a Spartan race. And how many times have you been, you know, because I think what I was reading one of yours, I think where was it was a you that took first on one because the other two missed the spear.
1: Um, I think one I got second, but yeah, in, second, in a recent yeah. race. Yeah. And then, and then the opposite happened to me in Abu Dhabi at the Spartan world championship, you know, two weeks ago. So it's, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like, you just have to be able to, you're, 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 you're never just, just as good as an athlete um as your last race. And I think a lot of people, can really get, especially if it's the last race of the season or it's a really big race, they're like, oh man, I can't believe, you know, I quote unquote only got this, but last year I got this. It's like, well, maybe last year was an anomaly and this is more the real year. Or maybe, yeah, that is your potential, but you know, you had what, who knows what, the RSV the week before. I mean, there's so much stuff that life can throw at you. And anyone who's a parent knows that you don't get to choose when your kid gets croup in the middle of the night or or whatever so you yeah. roll with it
0: you do and i mean that's one of the things you know like you said and i mean that's something to bring it, like the, your daughter's taylor right is five
1: yeah
0: yes i mean that is one of those things obviously physically demanding on your body to have a baby um, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone sure. who's a parent knows how physically demanding it is on you mentally and physically after having the baby i mean you know i mean like you said i mean it's it, it massive changes to your body through the, you know, the, the nine month process. But after that, it's the sleep deprivation, it's the worry, it's the mental, it's everything else, but to continue to be, you know, a, a top level athlete is amazing.
1: Well, thanks. And, and you're absolutely right. It's, there's so many things that happen after. I mean, yes, you, you, you know, you're pregnant for, you know, nine months in my case, nine and a half months where my finish line kept getting moved back. But to be honest, I would rather have that than, giving birth at six months. So I'm, I am grateful for that. But at the same time, it's just like, man, not everybody talks about the hormone fluctuations and, you know, some babies sleep well, but some don't. And some people do okay on sleep deprivation. Some of us really don't, you know? So there are all kinds of different things that you don't really know what they're going to be like until you experience it. And people can say things like, oh, you're going to have a baby. It's going to change your life. And like, okay, ha ha, or, you know, things, but you've no idea until it happens. And some people do quote unquote, make it look easy. And, and, you know, for some people it's, it's, it's more challenging than others. Same with anything, you know, and it's great if someone's able to be like, Hey, you know, my labor wasn't too bad. My pregnancy wasn't too bad. You know, afterwards wasn't too bad. That's great. Um, but at the same time though, it's like, there are so many different experiences. And I think I may, I don't want to say the mistake, but I definitely, I'm an optimist. I remember, and I remember thinking like, oh, well, like so-and-so or like character came back after six months and pr and like, okay, I'll work that hard too. And it's just like, there's so many different ways that an optimist sometimes, you know, can serve herself or himself well. Now there's not. And I was like, oh, I lost a ton of blood because I had this emergency surgery after I gave birth because my placenta didn't come out, but like, I'll be fine. Okay, no, you lost a ton of blood and had two transmissions. And like the one little bump that women can get after giving birth athletically is like they'll get besides this like mentality of like, ah, I can do anything. is like you get some extra um, blood volume. And I lost all of that out the window and then some the day I gave birth. So, you know, I didn't calculate very well. The optimist and, to optimist in me was like, I'll be fine. Although to be fair, I also moved my entire family to Colorado to help get my iron levels up but it wasn't the same um as just having all that extra blood and having my normal blood and then i'm in a new place and it's winter and i know don't really know anybody and i'm you know we're on our own and so there's all kinds of things again like we said that life can throw at us and if we have a plan and we think it's going to go well and we can't handle it when it doesn't go well it's going to be extra challenging but if you've learned to roll with things and and have a plan A, B, C, and D. And then it just makes it easier. And for me, it's made it easier to kind of persevere through you know a couple of years of of not performing where I thought I would be because I knew that if I kept showing up, kept doing what I love and kept doing it for the right reasons. So do I love to win? Yeah, I love to win. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Um there were years upon years where I won most races I did you know, road races after college and that's in costume half the time. I mean, that was fun. Yeah. But if that's the only reason I did it, I would have stopped a few years ago, many years ago. So anyways, I think we all figure out why we love to do whatever it is we do, and especially with OCR. And it's helpful to have what I tell my, my clients, my, my personal training clients, my life coaching clients is like have this diversified portfolio of motivations. So if one's not working for you, you have three or four other ones. That'll work, you know, so maybe you love to win or love to win your age group or love to, you know, finish if you don't always finish. But that didn't happen that day. Okay, well, maybe you also love the community and you also love, you know, yeah, hanging out with this or that person. Or you love the fact that whether you finish the race or finish where you wanted to, you can have other goals, not just an outcome goal, but a performance goal where you're like, hey, I kept a good attitude the whole time. I didn't go out too fast this time. I, you know, what did all the obstacles the ones I hadn't done before. So anyways, we we learn, I think as athletes and especially as OCR athletes, how to really show up with lots of lots of reasons to do it because you know there's so many variables that can be thrown at us. And if it's a muddy day and you didn't quite get done what you wanted to get done, well, hopefully you got a lot of great friends afterwards, or right? you still get a cool medal and that's your collection and your goal is a hundred by the time you die or, or whatever. Yeah.
0: So I love that part about it. So do I. I mean, that's one of the things that for me, it's one of those because like I said, I was a lot bigger for a bit and then I lost the weight. Um, and then I made new challenges. It was like, you know, all of a sudden I wanted to be able to run competitive and do that. And I've done a couple of competitive races and it was fun. But then awesome. I started like, let's try triathlons, let's try this, you know. And, and it's like once you get into it, and that's kind of like I find with OCR, it, it finds you find different things, like you're saying, to look forward to. Like for me, it's like, you know, I've had two Ironmans and I've mm, dnf both. But,
1: but you my, showed your butt up to the starting line.
0: I did, but I, I learned from them both, and it's like one of those things like I have a weird my brain doesn't work the way some others I think because for me, I have like the bags I got from them, and I call them my failure bags. and it was like, that's a horrible thing to say, but I'm like, but you're looking at it from a different perspective than me. I look at it. I didn't do what I planned doing that day. So these are my bags to remind me of which mistakes I made that day and how I'm fixing them for the next one, you know, and that's how I look. at. And both of them, you know, one of them was just because I didn't have the right bike. And I didn't train right. So I trained right for the second one. But then I crashed the bike. So, you know, There are <laughs> times it, of
1: charm. It sounds like you've, it, it you've gotten all the mistakes out of the way. But I so, love your mindset. I love your attitude. You know, that's <laughs> huge.
0: It's just keep going. It's kind of one of those things for me. I was I was not, and some people know I wasn't an athlete as a kid. I was the smart kid and my brother was the athlete. Mm -hmm. So like my parents never came to my athletic stuff, anything I did. So for me, it was always like show up and have fun because I was never supposed to be the better one at athletes. But it's like, now I'm just like, okay, when I don't do it quite right, let's take a step back and see, okay, what didn't I do and how can I do better? You know, and it's just, I want to do better than I did last time. And that's my goal every time. So just go out and do better than I did. And if I don't, what mistakes did I make and how can I fix it?
1: That's so awesome. And you're having fun and you're doing mm-hmm. it for yourself and you're doing it in a way that serves you. And that's yeah. beautiful. You know, it is. It's beautiful. So cool.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think you learn that a lot in OCR too, where it's one of those things, because I think road running, you know, we've both done that. It's all you're looking at is time the whole thing, the whole thing, really. For like me, it was always, what's my time? Am I faster than I was last time? Did I do better? Is my, my marathon quicker? Is my marathon slower? You know, and when you started with your first marathon being nine and a half hours, it was pretty easy to beat that. But, you know, for me anyway. That's
1: actually very impressive, by the way. But like I always say, anyone who does a marathon, any pace is impressive, period. End of story. Front of the pack, you're training like crazy, amazing. But back of the pack, you're doing something for nine and a half hours that probably doesn't necessarily feel super like great and sleek and amazing. No. Like that's beyond impressive. So just, you know, kudos to you.
0: No, thanks. I, Not that, that you I mean, need it. Yeah, so it yeah, sounds like like you, you're... I did. I promised myself I'd do one by my 40th birthday and I did the Seattle marathon six days before my 40th birthday. And I was not ready for it. I had not trained like I should have. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to do it because I said I would. And then after that, um, the best I've done actually is I did uh, the tunnel marathon in 439. So.
1: Wow. In 439? Yeah.
0: So. That that is
1: cruising.
0: That was my best. Holy
1: smokes. Literally half the pace. Yeah. Half the time. Oh my gosh. That's cool.
0: So, yeah. So that's like me. I was always looking at time, but then once you get into OCR, time doesn't really completely factor in because it's Mm -mm. like you know the vegas sprint is going to be faster than like the portland sprint because they're two completely different races where vegas was nice and flat with a little bit of you know sand but then portland has all the hills so it's like it's the same distance but not the same it's not
1: always the same distance either
0: (laughs) it's not always the same distance it's close but not no no but so it's like you know and you know getting in a a certain time and you know
2: yeah, Vegas totally. isn't going to be the
0: same as getting the certain time, you know. So it's like you're looking at other factors. Like, did I make every obstacle? What obstacle did I fail? What obstacle did I have problems with? And then you're coming back, like, okay, how do I fix that?
1: Totally. You know,
0: so it gives a whole different way to look at things.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, and that's just that's the way to do it, you know, because you can only really control so much in life and in racing. Mm-hmm. And if you can say, hey. Like for me, one of my goal, one of my performance goals, not outcome goal. I want to be top 10 or would really love to be top five, or who am I kidding? Top three would be amazing. You know, it's like outcome goals. I want this outcome. Yeah. But really, I also like, you know, have these other performance goals that are more in my control because I can't, I can't control who shows up. There could be seven people who have been secretly training for OCR in a you know, you know, bunker somewhere, and they all show up and like I could have the race of my life and they could all beat me and then some and then I could say, What happened? So to be able to have those more objective in your control performance goals is so key to the longevity of anyone in any sport, because, you know, I can say, you know, zero hesitation on Olympus, just go right into it. Don't stop. Don't rub your hands off. Don't take a deep breath. Go into it. Shave off that second, shave off that second at monkey, but take a risk, skip one, you know, whatever. And that will lead to a better outcome. Usually not always, because if you take a risk and. You 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 lose the gamble, then you're doing 30 burpees thinking, doggone it, why'd I do that? But then you know for next time. Okay, now I know. Maybe I'm not ready to skip double on the monkey bars, but I am ready to go straight into the Olympus. You know, you 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 learn. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing about it. You 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 take your own little analysis, you challenge yourself in a new way the next time, and you go at it the next race with this fun sense of like, oh, but can I do this? And it's keeps us keeps us hooked.
0: Oh, it does. It's like you said, I mean, you've got to keep challenging yourself. And I think that's the one thing, you know, like I said, the real challenge you have when you're doing road races, which nothing against road races, I still do road races, but the only challenge is beating your time, where a lot of times when you're looking at some of the OCR races, it's those other challenges, like you said, can you just jump right into Olympus and go to save that a little bit of time, skip something on the on the monkey bar, skip, you know, one of the one of the rungs. I mean, one of those things. And it's like, you know, you're taking those gambles, which, like you said, could be come out great and you save a second or it could be you lose a bunch because you do 30 burpees so you know and that's kind of one of those things you know where you never know you You never know until you you try it it. you know can
1: you run with the bucket the whole time without completely you know being toppling over by the end don't know until you try but there's something really amazing about finishing a race just totally wiped just Mm -hmm. being like i gave it everything and the and the present moment focus that comes with that it's priceless because so many times our brains are just like, you know, da, 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 and the, oh, it's my brother's birthday today, which it is, by the way, I sent him a card, but I need to call him still. So thank you for that. But just like my brain can go a mile a minute. And there's something about like racing, racing, hard racing to my best. I personally love having someone like right next to me, pushing me. So I'm personally excited for Spartans new format in the three K partly because I think it'll be better for spectators to watch, but it'll just be more intense Mm -hmm. I know some people want the longer stuff in it and I don't blame them you know if that's something that that you're you know you're better at you love more um and the leads they'll it'll still be there for for everyone else and and for elites to jump in of course but For me, I love that just like, you know, being forced into like, can I beat this person, whether I'm trying to beat them for first or beat them for 10th, it doesn't, in that moment, it doesn't actually matter. Something kind of primal takes over and I'm like, must pass this person. Why? I don't know, (laughs) but I must. And it's just, uh, it's just so cool. My brain loves it.
0: I I do that. I I pick a person that, you know, that's the person I'm going to stay with for no reason. Like never met him before. Don't know who it (laughs) is, but. That's the person who's just a little faster than me, who I'm going to stay with. I'm going to make sure that I'm with him the whole time. And it just pushes that a little bit farther and it gets you going, you know, a little bit more. And I mean, I think that's one of the things that is great on a lot of these communities is you can find those person half the time. I ended up becoming friends with them. But so the very first, in fact, one of the people that I talked to quite a bit, um, the very first uh, ultra I did, it was just happened to be me and the same person kept like passing each other for like the first 10 miles. And then after that, we just kind of stuck together and motivated each other for the rest of the ultra. And it was just like, it was so cool. And now we talk all the time. And, you know, it's, you know, it's amazing. Some of the people you meet out there by doing that and challenging yourself.
1: Oh, totally. And and I mean, the people I've met, I'm with you on that, like the, the people I've met and I mean, I've been really lucky enough to just, you know, get to meet people and, and get sponsors and like have companies I get to work with.
2: And now, a word from our sponsors. Your body is made of trillions of cells. Your heart, brain, even taste buds. Your thoughts, feelings and actions all start here. To be your best, you need to care for the health of these small components that make you, you. This starts in the smallest of places. Nestled deep within your cells are their powerhouses, the mitochondria. They are the essential foundation for the energy and health your cells and you need. When your mitochondria make energy, they make the byproduct free radicals, which can cause damage. To manage this, they also naturally produce antioxidants. But these decline with age and lifestyle stressors, letting free radicals build up. This causes cell stress, leading to things like fatigue, health concerns, and faster aging, impacting your ability to be your best. That's where MitoQ's cell health technology is a game changer. Whereas antioxidant supplements can't get into the mitochondria effectively, we have invented a small, positively charged molecule that's electrically attracted into the mitochondria. There, MitoQ is shown to help balance free radicals and target cell stress for cell vitality. Starting a positive domino effect that optimizes your cells and ultimately you. Add life to your years. You just need to start small. And we're back.
1: I mean, I, when I first started OCR, I was so fortunate because I started right as social media was taking off Mm -hmm. and Spartan was making all these really cool photos. So like, you know, you can be like, you know going to your office job, kind of straight laced but you can have a photo up on your wall of you like covered in mud with a barbed wire scar. Like, Mm -hmm. and it was just so cool to have that those photos and and so uh it was also right as the sport was really really just booming and this is about 2013-2014 and I was just I was trying to make the U.S. Olympic trials in track and field I came up short I was gonna go for it again and then my buddy Chad Trammell's like hey have you tried a Spartan race because I was strong as a personal trainer strong for mm-hmm. a runner at least so I tried one it was just was like whoa what was that that was so intense I'm exhausted everywhere I love it I got I got some work to do but I love it so, I came in and right as all these companies were like, what's this new sport? It got put on NBC Sports. I got sponsored by Marriott Rewards, Panasonic, Reebok. And I just feel so fortunate because I, I got to travel more and do more cool stuff. And at one point, okay, with Panasonic, they had this new wearable camera. And I got to jump off the Panasonic building. Okay, it was like two floors, but whatever. I jumped off of it. I rappelled off of it, wearing their wearable camera, and it was being videotaped during their like 200-person meeting, and I came down on the side of the wall of the meeting in the window, and they were and it was basically like showing me, showing them. It was so much fun. It was like I never did anything like that. And I was like, what, what have I done? Okay, I grew up the eighth of nine children. I have six brothers who I ran around with all the time. Uh, <laughs> ran in college and like started became a personal trainer, so looked weights, And somehow I'm like in a professional obstacle course racer, I get a call from Ninja Warrior to do their show. I was like, what, what kind of mind blowing this, like, you know, humble little in, you know, little little tomboy who was like mistaken for a boy as a kid and now i'm like i don't know just living this little bit of surreal life and i just was so grateful and i still am i mean i've got the greatest sponsors i have got i have had a cliff bar for forever um and they're awesome they like flew tim and my daughter out to the special olympics when we were doing this documentary with this really awesome athlete in the special olympics i wasn't quite done nursing and they flew tim and my daughter out just so i could nurse like one day i was like okay you're amazing and MitoQ is this a really awesome supplement company. It's basically, it's more than a supplement. It's like this, I don't know, for anyone else who's like age 40 or kind of 35 or above, you know, it's like basically our cells start to decline, you know? And it's one of the things that makes it a little harder to kind of keep up with 20 somethings. But then I have this for three years now, this awesome mitochondria targeted antioxidant that basically makes me, you know, on par with the twenty somethings as far as my my cells are, and so everyone who's like, you know, I'm juggling, I'm parenting, I do some side gigs, some personal training, um, some life coaching now, and you know, I got a kid, and during the pandemic, it was like you no know, preschool and just like a lot going on, lots of training, uh, lots of training for upper body, lower body, you know, OCR training is like full on, you know, it's everything. Oh, it's, it's everything. Grit, it's strength. It's endurance. It's everything. Um. So for me, it was super duper helpful to like just basically learn more about cell health and get partnered up with this awesome company named MetaQ because not only are they super supportive and incredible, and I'm so grateful for them because I get to basically follow my dream in large part thanks to them, Um, but also basically, you know, as you age, your cells, antioxidants decline, and mine basically aren't because I wake up and I take my MetaQ with a big glass of water, and I'm like, booyah, let's do this. I've got the energy. I'm recovered. Because I'm taking care of all those little things. And those little things are really big, you know, especially as you get older, you got to stay on top of it.
0: See, that one sounds amazing. Cause that's been my thing like this year. Cause like I said, I hit 180, but my problem was, is when I hit 180, I was just running constantly. And then all of a sudden, I did my first Spartan race, and all of a sudden, they're like, pick up an atlas ball, and I'm like, oh god,
3: I haven't. Been <laughs> it weighs more than I do, <laughs> yeah, pretty
0: much. So, and I hadn't been lifting at all; I had just been running and running and running. And I mean, I'm like I said, I went from 310 to 180. So, and that is a just-
1: huge. The personal trainer me is like, that's amazing. I had one client lose 85 pounds, and it was the coolest experience ever. Like, I'm always like with personal training, like you can take your, you know, your your elite athletes who are like down to the little minuscule. I'm like, bring me the people who got made fun of in PE and are, are overweight to the degree that it's affecting their self-esteem and let me make it fun and interesting for them. So like that, and it's not easy. And a, wow, that you were able to, I mean, that's a huge gap. Wow. I
0: got hugely lucky. And what happened was, is that right before the pandemic in 2019, I did Los Olivos, the, the beast. I actually dislocated my shoulder four times on hanging obstacles. Cause I couldn't hold my, my shoulder couldn't hold my weight. Oh. And then right as after the, you know, in January, 2020, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm getting rid of this. Uh, I mean, my wife both went on weight watchers together and I just started running. And at the time, all of a sudden the pandemic shut everything down. I'm in construction safety and I teach. Well, I can't teach because of the pandemic. All I can do is like zoom like this. And so I, I had hours between classes where normally would be travel time, but no travel time now, It's just zoom classes. So I would go to the park across the street and just walk. And then after a while, I was able to start jogging. And then the jogging turned into running. And, you know, I was watching my times drop down to like, I can remember the first time I hit, you know, and it sounds, you know, to most people, but to but to me at the time, it was amazing where I hit four miles in less than an hour. And I'm like, wow. And then that, that's
1: moving. Yeah. A
0: couple months later, it was five in less than an hour. And then wow. I, my- I needed a, you know, a 10K in less than an hour. And I'm just like constantly getting faster and just going. And it was Pretty much in about a year, I lost over, I went from 310 to 180.
1: In and, a year? Oh, wow. That's, so it that's... was.
0: yeah, it was to a point, like, even my boss was like, are you sick?
1: Yeah, ser- <laughs> no, seriously. Wow. Yeah. That's really, that. that so, is like, wow. wow. Yeah.
0: And then, like I said, all of a sudden I did a Spartan race, you know, when they first, like, came back, like, that first couple, and I did the Vegas one. And um, I did the sprint in an hour and 23 seconds. And I was so mad because I wanted it more. <laughs> And I missed the spear. If I so 30, hadn't missed the yeah. spear in the 30 burpees, I would have, I would have had it. I realized, like I said, on that one, all of the, if I could have done the the lifting obstacles, I would have been well under an hour, but it was just every obstacle that hadn't in, it was lifting. I'd ran so much. I didn't run. And I'm like, I was really good at lifting before when I was big, but then when I lost <laughs> the weight, I lost a lot of the muscle. So that's when I started changing the diet and I kind of, it's that balancing act now of trying to get the, the muscle for lifting and everything for, for Spartan, but still be able to run. So, and then I had this year was one of those years, like two years of pushing so hard. My body was just like, you're done. I was doing a hundred miles. That doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. At some point you, you know, it's really cool to, I think Ray Coble said this once, like before she, announced that she had an injury she was like i love the idea of of like fine pushing my limits and finding my i love the idea of pushing my limits but i don't actually like it when i find the limit (laughs) because it means i'm injured or i'm burnt out or i'm you know whatever and it's an interesting way to put it It so
0: and i hit that listen
1: to your body step back took some rest and then found the balance that works for you sustainably
0: Mm -hmm. and that's it like i said i was hitting my goal was a friend me that i couldn't do like 50 miles in a month like in may of 2020 and i did 100 and then from then until september of this year i did 100 miles every single month wow for over two years and finally it was just like you know it was really like in july I sh- june or july i should have stopped but because yeah. my body was just like dude you're almost 45 step back for a minute let your body heal and that was it i had like a calf injury and a knee injury that i wasn't that i was kind of ignoring <laughs> And then finally yeah. I'm like, oh, time to step back, you know, after the Ironman and I, I when I wrecked the bike and I act on the Ironman, I'm like, okay, I need to step back.
1: So smart. And it's hard to do that because yeah, sometimes it's... people don't trust themselves. And they think I'm in such a great groove. What if I, what if I, I stop? Will I never start again? And, and to be able to say, no, I will. I trust myself and I need to take that rest. I just took a week off. I mean, you've got to take an off season mm-hmm. and it's physical and it's also mental. It is. You know? you just got to take some time. And some people are like, ah, I can't handle an off season. I get so, you know, ah, itchy to run. And and I get that feeling. I miss my, you know, free endorphins running too, but man, to sit down and be like, okay, what are all these things? Like I haven't done. I remember like those (laughs) made time for us, makes a new playlist. Let's hang out with my kid in a way that's, you know, bigger than before. Like we're going to the zoo half an hour away or whatever. Um, That's great. And then you kind of get that, you know feeling of like i'm really excited again and if you're burnt out physically or mentally absence does make the heart grow fonder so you can start yeah. that next season out after that week or two you know whatever off with this sense of like yeah let's do this i am so ready i am itching to go
0: yeah so the the what you were talking about the uh, oh, i just the name i'm going to butcher might Mighty Q. Yeah. Okay. That's what I yeah. thought. So, mighty So, that helps with the, that kind of stuff, really, like the injuries of us, I mean, me, especially being older, that, you know, dealing with, you know, that we don't heal the same way you did when you were 20. Like, I can remember yeah. like a, a small injury like I had with my calf, give it three days and I'm good to go again, you know, and yeah. now it's been like, you know, really, I needed like two months and a lot of massage and a lot of stuff to try and get that calf back, you know, because I never went to the doctor. I don't think it was that bad enough to go to the doctor, but it was enough to like, Hey, I need to step back. So, and that's kind of one of those things it takes, you don't have that same recovery that we did when we were 20. So, And that's exactly right.
1: Like, you know, if someone is 20 years old and taking MATICU, is there some way that would help them? I mean, possibly, but, but, but it would be probably not very noticeable necessarily Mm -hmm. but if someone is you know even to 30 but especially like 35 40 and beyond that's when it's like oh my gosh i feel a significant difference and when i started taking it it wasn't even like it was like i have all this energy um like 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 a shot of coffee and like woo because at first i was like i don't even know if this is working like You know, I wasn't partnered with them or anything. I was just like, you know, trying out this new, you know, um, uh, uh, antioxidant that I thought would be great for me Mm because I was getting older. And really, I was also coming back from having having a kid. And I was just like, I need all the help I can get right now as a 30, you know, six year old coming back and with big, big goals. And so I started taking it and, you know, for a month or so, and I was like, I don't don't know, you know, I don't really feel anything. And then I just very slowly and subtly, but surely realized I was doing just an extra pull-up than before. Like, oh, I just hit 16 and I had never done that before. This is within you know, a year and a half of having a child and um, again, losing a lot of blood and even just moving a new place and trying to find a new gym. There's all kinds of things that come with all that. And then just little things like, oh, I just did in one year in 2020, I did um, the most mileage I've ever done at 80 miles in one week. I'd never done more than 62 okay, yeah. Did I have more time because of the pandemic? Sure. But not really. Cause I also had a three-year-old I was trying to entertain all day. you know? yeah. So it's like, could there have been some other factors? I mean, maybe, but I still feel like the most significant factor was that I was every morning recharging my cellular batteries. And at that time, I still had speed. I still had strength. I had the drive, you know, I had the nerve. but I just had, like, that was the main thing that was different at age 36 or seven, as opposed to when I was, you know, 26 and 27. So, and yeah, I had a child, but I also had, you know, my husband helping out with her a ton. And also I love kids. So I recharge with kids to some degree as well, unless it's 3 a.m. But, um, but yeah, I just feel really grateful that I, you know, I have access to some really um, awesome information. I I guess we all do on the web, to be quite honest, if we're really, really um, motivated but I took a nutrition class in college, a supplement class specifically. No, 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 it was nutrition in general, but they went over supplements. And I've just enough knowledge to know that like, yeah, this is a big deal because you, my old coach in college, I ran, ran track at Georgetown and my old coach would say, bring, and he was hardcore too. <laughs> he didn't mess around. He said something, he meant it. He said, bring to me to practice every day, the best body that you can. Well-fueled supplements water hydro all all, everything that goes with that Uh, nourished really is a great word you know well rested mentally ready to go you know 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 what you need to do bring your gear all of that and 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 it's so true and he'd say you know when in doubt take a nap too like he was very much like take care of your body in the physical sense and also mentally um, and then we can do great things but if you show up tired or you show up not fully nourished you know then not taking good care of yourself in some way shape or form we just can't make a good apple pie out of bad apples you know there's only we need every ingredient to be there and and there well and so for me as i get older it's like okay you know the basics cells being in the best place possible is huge first thing in the morning that's what i do with a glass of water hydration is also huge then the healthy food not you know every single thing is just spinach and toast. You know, it's, 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 I have my, you know, my dark chocolate or my whatever cake on someone's birthday. Don't get me wrong. You got to be human to last, but like, you know, your good food, your hydration. And then mobility is another thing. The older I get, I'm realizing like mobility is such an important thing um, because those injuries they, they do, they pop up and like, you can do, take in everything you need to, to help them to not last as long as they as they would if you weren't but they just last longer i mean little kids they fall they get a cut they're healed the next day and like it's just not the same
0: (laughs) no it's not it's really not you know it's like one of those things it's like you know you know mom kisses the boo-boo you're good to go and gone (laughs) you know And now it's like, you know, a little, you step wrong and your foot's in a cast for the next three, weeks. you know, it's not that bad, but I mean, it's one of those things, but it's also one of those things, the things that we've done to our body over the years, you know, it it adds up, you know, it's like, for me, I've got a knee injury, a severe knee injury when I was 20. And then like six years ago, I actually shattered my left foot. So it's kind of one of those, like, it makes things very difficult sometimes to, you know, do things because those but then it's like well that's just an excuse how do i work around it you know how do i still do this even with those injuries you know and just find ways not to to aggravate them but find ways to make them so they're not they're not what keeping me back so yeah career ending injuries there yeah and now a word from our sponsors
3: um so it's a cell health molecule and it's it is a supplement, Class as a supplement, but it is a more advanced version of a supplement. Um, so what it does is it's specifically targeted to your mitochondria um, to work as an antioxidant that fights free radicals at the source where they're produced, and most free radicals come from the mitochondria, and that ties into the story of uh, free radicals are damaging to our cells, Um, They cause oxidative stress and that all increases with age and leads to um, damage to our cells and to our energy producing powerhouses, those mitochondria. The mitochondria, as I mentioned, produces most of the free radical damage that happens in the cell, so it's also the biggest target for damage in the cell. Um, And so most ingredients can't actually get into the mitochondria because it has this double membrane, it's hard to pass into. Um, and mitocu was originally invented off of CoQ10, which as people may have heard of, um, that's an antioxidant that naturally exists in the kind of energy producing machinery within your mitochondria. Um, but the problem with CoQ10 is that it is quite big and it's not that easy to get into the mitochondria itself. Um, so here in New Zealand, our founding scientists found a way to kind of tweak the CoQ10 molecule so that it was smaller and then it was attracted directly to the mitochondria. Um, so it just fulfills a niche that most other antioxidants cannot do. Mitochondria targeted antioxidants are like a very kind of cutting edge um, thing in biotech. And we're back. They're, they're just, they're going to make
1: you sometimes, I mean, it's not always, but I feel like sometimes with the right mindset and you definitely have the right mindset, um, they can almost, Some of them make you even a little better if they get you to do, I know this for me, like they if they get me to do more mobility work or more, you know, self-care, then it can almost be like, well, I, you know, sprained my ankle during my first world championship Spartan race on Killington. And I had no idea what I was signing myself up for. That elevation was beyond what I'd ever done in a month of my life. And because of that ankle sprain. I realized, oh, this is not track and field sister. And like I made my ankles so much stronger. I moved to Colorado. I was like, I need technical trail. And so I'm, I'm much better off because of that, basically fear of, hap- of having that mm-hmm. happen again. So sometimes, if we're lucky enough, it's a, it's, it's an injury. That's not so, so, so cr- chronic and lasting that it can actually kind of scare, shock us or scare us into being better off. But, but yeah, some things that, you know, shattering a foot that's, oof, that sounds intense. Um, so what are you doing to work around it? Um,
0: <laughs> honestly, it was just one of those things, uh, for a while. And that was my excuse for all. That's one of the reasons I got the 310 is because I used this as my excuse. Um, I, I basically what i did six years ago i had a ladder slid the ladder slid down oh. and caught my foot in between the rungs and basically just like oh, all five metacarsals right across the top oh. but in fact the bones are still shaped like this they never straightened out completely so they told me i'd never run again they told me i'd never have a push off oh. my foot and i'm like okay so of course i believed them for a while and then after a while i'm like you know yeah this is stupid um I need to try and do something. And that's when I started walking. And then it was when I started jogging a little bit and then I started getting some pain and I talked to my doctor and I'm like, every once in a while, I get this like sharp pain and it hurts really bad. And then like, but the next day it will almost feel like I can move better. And they're like, oh, that's because it's scar tissue. You've let it sit for so long. There's massive amounts of scar tissue. They're like, it's going to happen again. And it did for like the first probably six months. Every once in a while, I'd be running and almost just drop to the ground because I'd get it like a pop, and it would hurt so bad. But then all of a sudden, like the next day, I could have move. I'd have more movement, and it was like, oh, so I'm breaking. And it took me a while to break up the scar tissue, but once I did, it, I had the movement again. And like I said, I mean, the 4:39 marathon was after the injury, so
1: wow, uh,
0: that's an incredible
1: story. I hope everyone is 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 really like understanding how how incredible that is to go from a nine hour marathon, which is incredible in its own way. Don't get me wrong. I mean, even if someone's walking the entire time, that's a long time to be walking, you know, and you're kind of speed while you're trying to, you know, you even want to get dead as quick as the kids, you are kind of doing the little hip action thing, I imagine, but four hours and 39 minutes, that is cruising. That is legit running cruising. And after that type of injury and having to come back from that, you know, it's like when, you know, I don't know how, how, how it affected you mentally, but A lot. right.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, how could it not?
0: Oh, it was yeah, Run it
1: again. Was. That would crush me.
0: It was. Cause I mean, it was one of those things that happened in 2016. And at the time in nine weeks, I was supposed to be in Hawaii for the Spartan races oh. after the injury. And it was one of those that I can remember even sitting there and looking at the doctor going, well, can I still do the Spartan races in nine oh, weeks? God. And he's like, your foot's still going to be in a boot. And I'm like, but could I walk in that boot? <laughs> and there are pictures. So I did. I did. I, I DNF the beast because I just couldn't move fast enough with the boot. But I finished the the super. So I had pictures of me doing the super in, in Hawaii with a full boot. But then wow. it was like after that, I mean, I couldn't. It, it took mentally and mentally it destroyed me because now all of a sudden all that work because I was working so hard at that point trying to lose weight then um and get to where I wanted to be and then it just ruined every. I mean it stopped everything and you get that the mental I made the mental mistake of like well I guess I'm done and pretty much sat on the couch and ate potato chips but I was still doing Spartan races so I'm like I'm still doing something I'm like but you're you're barely I was like barely finishing them you know mm-hmm. and that was like I said the one in 2019 when like everything went bad you know I kept dislocating my, I finished it but I mean I was I could barely lift my arm because you know oh, the, just how much day you day. know everything and i'm just like <laughs> and at that point i'm like i'm done just finishing i want to crush these and then honestly i think 2020 when everything shut down it gave me a chance because now i'm not injuring myself on the races so all i can do was walk and run so i had nothing you know no races to do to cause me an injury so it's like i tell you it sounds bad to say this but that year with no races I think was a blessing to me because it gave me that chance to really run and push myself to when all of a sudden there's like, okay, races are open. I'm 180 pounds instead of
1: 310. Yeah, it's huge.
0: I went from the the race at Los Olivos. I was about 310 to the race in Vegas, which was my very next race. But that was 2021. I was 180.
1: Wow. That's incredible.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that was you know, yes, you had more time. That's great. But you yeah. chose to spend that time going for walks, you know, and that's, you know, there are lots of other ways you could spend that time and you put in that work. And that's just so cool.
0: And it's one of those things people have to look at too. Like, you know, at the time frame, like you said, I had the time to do it. Um, my youngest kid's, you know, 20 now. So he was 18 at the time. So he could take care of himself. I didn't have, you know, worry about doing anything with the kids. I could just take off time, you know, whatever. And You know, it worked. So uh, timing was right, but it was making that decision to do it. And that was one of those things I kept saying I was going to and never did. And finally, I'm like, no, I'm going to do it and just did it. So, you know, and sometimes it's it's tough, but the hard part is keeping it going. Like I said, all of a sudden, where your body's like shut down for a minute and you have that fear of like, well, if I stop, will I start back up? You know, and that's my biggest fear that if I, I, and I think that's why it took me so long to finally listen to my body and say, okay, take a break. Because can you afraid. can you
1: plan in that break? Like every, like I take a break every, you know, after my last big race of the season, I take one week off.
0: Yeah.
1: So can you just tell yourself, I do that, you know, over the holidays or over at the end of the season or whatever, you know, I take that week off. I do it proactively. I don't wait till something's dangling off me. I don't wait till I'm mentally, you know, can't stand the idea of going out for a run. I just, I take that week off and then you know, the day after I'm done with my week off, I have, you know, a run plan with my buddy and we go and we do it. And that's just what we do. Because if you do that proactively, then you're hopefully going to side, you know, swipe or not side swipe, but, but sidestep yeah. quite a few injuries because you know we, we need, we need that time off. And then we, you know, if you have a periodized training plan, then then theoretically, you start the season out with lots of base and not a lot of real intense stuff, you know, and then by the end of this middle of the season, you're doing more intense stuff. So yeah, still doing a long run, but you know, fewer just easy runs and more, you know, at least every, you know, twice a week, more kind of the tempos and the fart licks and the sprints and all that. And then, you know, by the end, it's more, more quality, you know, mm-hmm. more and more quality work. And then by that point though, if you've kind of really planned it well, you should be pretty, pretty ready to take a break. You take that week off and then you're really excited to go out, but you don't have to go fast. You're just kind of going for those runs. You're chit-chatting with your friends. You're just doing it in a way that's actually you know, really fun and low-key and all that. And then you slowly build up. And you know, if you do that over and over and over, hopefully you will be able to build upon your fitness every year, especially if you're taking care of the little things like we talked about even as you age. Mm-hmm. And also avoiding injury. Cause you're not just like going till you're like, and I'm broken. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's it. I think for me is like you said, scheduling it in. Cause if I don't schedule it in, it's going to be like, okay, yeah, I'll take a break after this next race, but there's always another race.
1: You know? Oh, there's There is always another right There's a road rate and then it's like, oh, we'll take a break over the holidays because OCR has like a one month off. Oh, but wait, there's all the like jingle bell dashes. Like if you do more than one sport, you're like, oh man, there's a turkey trot and then a jingle bell dash and then I you know whatever and ah, how can I miss it all? And 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 the races do go on without us. We can also volunteer. We can also walk a 5K or whatever mm-hmm. it is that we want to do with a buddy or you know. So there's always that, but it is, it's hard. We love doing what we do. We love, we, we just love it. And it's a, for me, I'm like, it's free therapy. It's like endorphin boost. Like I don't just do it for fitness.
0: Well, oh yeah. And it's one of those things, a lot of people are like, why do you run? I'm like, you would be surprised for me. It's like, it's, a, it's my meditation. I'm not one. I don't have, my brain won't shut off for, you know, 10 minutes for me to sit down and meditate. I will lose my mind. So my meditation <laughs> literally is put on my headphones and go run. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. my, meditation. no, I'm
1: with you on that. Yeah. I did two, two minutes for a hundred days and I had to like blog it to hold myself accountable. Cause I was like, Oh boy, this is a challenge. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so everyone has their thing. And, but, but that's the thing. It's like, so during that one, that one week off, if you were able to take that one week off mm-hmm. um, and hopefully you can, then if you can find something else to substitute in that time, i found like, okay, that one week, you know, what else gives me that feeling? of that meditative feeling, but without actually having to meditate. Okay, well, I'll get some really great books or mm-hmm. I'll, you know, buy a new, you know, maybe you're into like really into music and you'll buy a new um, album or just something where you're like, okay, cool. I'll still get like my fix, but without having to, you know, continue to pound my body without giving it a chance to just chill.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree. And that is the hardest part. Sometimes it's just getting that, you know, that break in. Yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about or?
1: I'm, um, I'm so glad I got to be on the show. This has been so much fun and it's super cool to hear your story because I had, you know, just, you know, a lot of interesting experiences with people as a personal trainer with lots of weight loss and stuff, but it, it just, every time it fascinates me to hear exactly what people's stories are. And, um, and I love that, that you're just so open about it. And, and there's so many parts to your story that are relatable and, you're inspiring so many people with how you share it and what you've done and how you continue to persevere so really just thank you because it's super like such an honor to chat with you and uh and hear your story
0: well thank you I mean and you know and like I said it's been amazing following you for years I mean all the things that you've gone through and Tim went through and everything else and I mean you know your family and I mean you know I'm one of those ones I had kids way too young but it works out for me but (laughs) (laughs) like i said i'm my youngest is 20 so it's like i'm done so yeah
1: yeah Yeah, you like my sister where she's just like okay i did it younger and now i'm like you know 50 and you know footloose and fancy free and it's like okay whereas tim's like i'm 50 and just became a dad (laughs) it's different ways to do it everyone's different no no way's right or wrong it's just different as long as you
0: love the kids and the family it's everything works so
1: there you go right on
0: right on well I usually don't try to keep me to an hour. If I if not, I keep going for like ever, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously. I feel like I could talk to you forever. Too.
0: So um, thank you for being on. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners? And in, in closing,
1: I hope to see you all out at an obstacle course race next year. Woo-hoo.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do a few. So uh, I've got a few in my mind on mine. So I don't know which ones I'm going to do yet. i um, probably a lot in Texas because if my wife has her way. That's where we'll be in a year. So,
1: okay. Well, yeehaw. yeah.
0: She's tired of the cold of Washington. She's happy. Yeah.
1: I mean, I miss Seattle. Don't get me wrong. But I go back in the summer more now. And I'm like, this is the best place in the world. It's like,
3: and it's also summer. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's summer. Because right now it's not that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. It's been amazing talking to you. And I am I'm hope to see you soon at a race.
1: Oh, yeah. Likewise, Mike. Thank you so much. All happy right, holidays.
0: You. you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet,